What's up, good people? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man Tiny Kingdom. I drove about four hours northeast of Phoenix to St. John's so that I could camp at Lyman Lake State Park. 1,200 acres sitting at 6,000 feet elevation. A whole lot of lake for boats and jet skis and some good fishing. I was told there's tons of walleye, largemouth bass, and catfish. You know, I'm not that skilled with fishing. I wish I was. That may be something new I decide to take the time and really learn how to do. Apparently, the temperature of the lake is nice for swimming. I don't know if I could go for that because it was this brown, dirty-looking water that just didn't seem appealing at all. But the ranger told me there's nothing unsafe about it. Campgrounds are beautiful. Well-maintained park, beach, and campsites. I was thoroughly impressed because I've been to quite a few parks in Arizona, and this one was very close to being the most remarkable park I've been to. I also want to say I appreciate the kindness and helpfulness of the Lyman Lake Park Rangers. I felt welcomed. I could tell their niceness wasn't forced. It felt genuine, like it was just who they are as human beings, not like they had to be nice to me because they were on the clock and customer service was a job requirement. And I wanted to emphasize that because recently I was reading some discussion in one of my Facebook camping groups where someone mentioned that they only wanted to stay at Black-owned campgrounds. And they said that because they mentioned they would feel more at home with their own people. Now, here in Arizona, I don't really have the luxury to stay at a Black-owned camping location. They're non-existent, and if there are some here, it's not well known. But when I read that on Facebook, I completely disagreed with it. I've yet to have a sour experience at an Arizona county, state, national, or privately owned park, regardless of what race of people owned it and regardless of who worked there. I've always been treated with respect, have never been made to feel uncomfortable or unwelcome because of the color of my skin, and the type of person that I am, I'm not sure if I would even be able to pick up on that tone. I guess for me, I'd be too busy zeroed in on the fact that I'm out here having a good time camping. That's just the type of attitude I bring to the atmosphere around me. Now, that being said, I'm always very in tune with my surroundings. I'm not naive or blind to the racial realities that we deal with on a regular in our society. I've typically been the only black person I see when I visit campgrounds. But in every instance, the rangers and the staff members and the other camping guests that I've encountered have always been great. Never an issue with racism, discrimination, mistreatment, or anything negative. I really do believe that there's a sense of family amongst people who camp. They always seem to be the friendliest, happiest, most helpful people I've met. Maybe the mean stuff that goes on in the world stays in the cities. Maybe being out there at one with nature just hypnotizes people who camp with the more positive outlook. And as a result, you get the best of people. Full disclosure, I've only been camping in Arizona, Washington State, and Oregon. So I can't pretend to know what interactions may go on to anyone in the other regions. All I know is that I've yet to experience any issues, and I don't think I ever will. I just don't put myself on alert for stuff like that or carry that type of energy around with me. Anyways, let me get off of that rant. I just felt the need to express it because I don't want black people or any person, no matter their race, to let racial tensions prevent you from getting out there and enjoying your outdoor activities. So back to talking about the park. 
The campsite I stayed at in Lyman Lake was number 54. I lucked up because when I made the reservation, I did not realize that I had chosen a spot with such a nice and straight open view of the lake. And I appreciated that because it was real beautiful. It was really relaxing. I was close walking distance to the bathrooms, which I like being as close as possible to the public facilities because when you got to go, it really helps to not have to pee pee walk that far to do your business. The cost per day was 28 bucks. It included 20 and 30 amp power, which I really didn't need, but this was my first time using the Jackery with my 12-volt fridge, and I didn't want to take chances on not having enough power to keep my fridge items cold. The Jackery worked out real good, so for future trips, I can get the non-power campsites and save myself a little money. The campsite also had a water hookup, and let me tell you a story about that. So I have a six-gallon jug, and my plan was to stop somewhere on the drive and fill it up before I made it to the park. Well, damn it, I forgot. Thankfully, the park had a general store, so I grabbed a few gallons, and the ranger says to me, you know there's a water hookup at your site. I asked him, what's the source of the water? And he tells me it comes from their well, and it's also recycled from their great water reservoir tanks, and it's filtered and sent back through their tanks to each campsite. Now, I did see that RVs around me connected to the water with the filter on their hose. So I believe the ranger is probably safe, but I don't even drink my city's water because it don't taste that good to me. I ain't ready to drink water pumped from the ground. Sorry, I just ain't there. So other stuff about the site I was at, it had a covered enclosed patio area with the picnic table, which I haven't seen that set up at many of the other state parks I've been to. Makes it real convenient to have a shaded seating area, which meant that the portable canopy that I brought this time wasn't needed on this trip. Plenty of grass area at my spot, and I lucked up with that as well. I think it had to do with me being at the corner in sight because not all the spots had that much grassed area. Now, it rained a lot the first night I was there, and a lot of that area was soft and somewhat muddy, so I didn't get to use the grass area very much. But if you wanted to do some type of yard activity like setting up a volleyball net or playing cornhole, there was plenty of area for that. And it was spaced out enough to where you wouldn't be imposing on the camping neighbors next to you. Aside from the very cool campsite, the beach was just a few minutes walk. There are day use spots with covered picnic tables in the beach area. It was nice to get up close to the lake, find a spot to eat lunch and just hang out, but not be forced to sit on the ground. You could also beach camp there for 20 bucks a night. There was a truck camper right out at the shore. And besides that, it was just me. So not very many people made for a peaceful, social distance, chill time. The campsites are also a pretty close walking distance to the hiking trails. I explored the Petroglyph Trail and the Point Trail. There was a third one called Buffalo Trail that I didn't make time to check out, but they were not too difficult to hike and are well worth the walk. Other than getting out on the lake, there's not a ton of things to do at the campground, so the trails will be one of the main activities to take part in. But I will say that when you are at the top, there are some beautiful overviews of the entire lake and the rest of the park. Makes for some good social media pictures. All around great first visit. And now Lima Lake will be a yearly spot for me. I enjoyed it that much. And with being in the northeast part of Arizona, you don't get the hellish light desert heat that I get in the Phoenix area. 
It was in the 60s during the day. However, it was cold during the late night, early hours, probably in the mid to low 30s. Plus, there was uh, heavy winds and the rain probably added some to the cold. Stupid me, I didn't bring a coat. I brought a few layers, but no coat to bundle up in. So I was a little cold. Not enough to spoil the trip, but cold enough to keep me in the tent for the rest of the night once the sun set. But I just kept some hot water going so I could warm myself up with some green tea, bundled up in the sleeping bag, and I was good. Only things that I've heard others say would be downers about the park. There are usually tons of mosquitoes and a lack of things to do. But let me say this. I didn't experience neither of these things for myself. I didn't get bit once. Maybe it wasn't that time of year for the bugs. I don't know. And as far as the lack of things to do, I guess that depends on your expectations and reasons for visiting the park. The highlight of the park is the lake. So if the lake isn't your thing, you might be able to say there's nothing to do. If you are not into hiking, you might be able to say there's nothing to do. If lounging at your campsite and enjoying the scenic views and chill time is not your thing, you might be able to say there's nothing to do. I'm comfortable in any camping situation and I can self-entertain just fine. So I was good with it. That's my two cents on Lyman Lake State Park. One of my camping neighbors told me that I should check out the Petrified National Forest, which was about an hour away north of St. John's. And I had planned to go, but on the day I was leaving, the check engine light came on in my truck. It started up and it was driving fine, but I just didn't want to chance traveling further away. So I decided to cut my travel short and head back home. But I've already made plans to again revisit Northeast Arizona this year. Looking ahead, I'm ready for some snow weather. Not so much that it's hard to drive in, but just enough to change the appearance of nature's landscape a little bit. Thank you, Arizona, for maintaining such wonderful properties. I have yet to visit a state park that I turned my nose up to. Excited to get to my next destination. And I also want to thank those of you listening. All the best to you and yours. Any questions or comments or cool spots that you'd like to suggest I visit, please reach out to me on social media. This is Big Man. Tiny Kingdom.